about the University of Texas football because I have my good friend, my sister from another mister, the girl who somehow we must have been separated at birth by, what, 13 years. Um, I don't know what our age difference is. Well, I'm I 29, so. Yeah, well, you have so much life ahead of you. I know. It's my birthday month, too, and I'll be 29 again this month. It's amazing. <laughs> Just, it's like Groundhog Day, but it's for amazing. birthdays. Yeah. Now, Ashley Camrath sitting in here, and I'll tell you why the University of Texas is significant in just a moment. But you are listening to and probably watching the Chad Prather Show on another episode. We encourage you to go to YouTube and watch it if you're going to watch it. And we go to where podcasts are made available. Subscribe and download because we need those numbers. And we love you for that very reason. We are ranked, I think, 112 right now in the comedy category on Apple, Apple Podcasts. So be funny, Ashley. I'm going to try. Be funny. I, Amy Schumer keeps kicking our butt, though. Amy, I hate that chick. I got to get her on the show. Yeah. About to say, uh, you can't <laughs> beat him, you join him, <laughs> or get him on your podcast. She's always like one or two rankings ahead of me. Yeah, so All right, we'll go but, for 111. And we're going to take over in that deal. The puppet master himself is sitting over there behind the control booth. Mark Tate, what's Hi, up, buddy? Not much. Not How you much. been? You know, staying busy. Staying busy. What's going on? You, you feel good? You look good. I feel good. The beard I, yeah. is fantastic. Well, it's just so thank smooth. You. Thank you. Yeah. You said it. You said it trimmed yesterday, actually. So nice. You get yeah. professionally trimmed, or you? I do because I'm scared to touch it. I'm scared to touch it myself because yeah. I'm afraid that I'll mess something up and then I just have to shave it off. So I shaved you know. mine off a couple of weeks ago. It's yeah. starting. It's still. I just got the fuzz going, and it takes so long for mine to grow. And I hate like every now and then I have to reset the beard. Exactly. I got to reset. You it. I have to start sometimes. over again. Yeah. So I've been here in. for like a minute and a half, and we're talking about beards, and you wonder why you're at 112. That's right. I'm just saying. I'm talking about 12. You, you're a very critical person. We're going to talk I'm about that in a little saying. while. I'm just saying. But no, I, I strong start, you fellas. This strong is start. Of, this is the kind of stuff that people care about. Oh, okay. They yeah. care about the beard. Beards Sorry, are, carry on. Beards are kind of a big thing right now. I That's right. Say. Yeah. Do you do the oil? I do. Uh, we we're talking about this earlier. I do the beard balm now. I was doing the oil, but uh, when it gets so long, it starts kind of going all over the place. So mm-hmm. the balm kind of like. Yeah, helps it go down That's a little fancy. bit, you know. See, yeah. beards are beards are a thing now, and, and guys want to complain about women wearing too much makeup, but yet we cover half of our face with hair. So that's that's, that's true. We just yeah, we just cover our whole face up. But. Look at the smooth baby face on Metro Jason Hernandez over there. Look at that, and it's not even smooth. It's just I'm not a liar. I like to I like to show the yeah. true self, the f- true form. Yeah, there you go. I, I shave and I look like a thumb in a cowboy hat. Yeah, you know, to each your own. It's a Garth Brooks kind of thing. I don't like it. Hot news, Natalie's sitting over there. How's it going? Yeah, you're showing shoulder again. You like it? Uh-oh. Is it too much? Do I have to admit it? I can. I mean, I, no, no, don't do that. Okay. That Good. would be a sacrilege. That would be a sacrilege. When are y'all opening up a machine gun range in Texas? We are opening up a machine gun experience. Yeah. Texas gun experience. Um, well, if the weather participates, um, it's been rainy. Yeah. Uh, probably September, October time frame right next to the airport, DFW airport, indoor. Yeah. Machine gun experience. And y'all, y'all have broken ground. Yes. Yeah. The pier and beam process, but yeah. the weather's got to cooperate. Gotcha. If it's too cold, can't happen. I'm if it's excited. raining, can't happen. So I'm ready to go expend some brass. At the We're going to have a good time. Oh, yeah. I believe it. We're going to shoot Party Fell Steve. <laughs> yeah. Only once. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on how good of a shot we are. We'd throw a blindfold on you and have you run back and forth across the uh, field of fire. Sounds fun. <laughs> Dance, Tamale. That's funny. How you been, buddy? Good, good. Yeah, you hanging out. Uh, you feel good. You look good. Doing another California run coming up. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah we got to be in uh, we got to be in Modesto. Well, we got to be in Anaheim on Anaheim. April fifth, and in Modesto yeah. on April sixth. So meth Desto, that's what they yeah, call. Yeah, looking forward to that. Love it. It's gonna be fun. California's Calif- been good to us. Really good to us. Yeah. So Ashley. Yes, sir. You're so sweet and beautiful. Well, thank, tell me more. <laughs> You're really not. I'm just being nice about this thing. Your <laughs> story. Like, like if you ever wanted, if I ever want anybody to just be honest with me about anything, I'm just I ask you. Your pants. Yeah. Did make your butt look big. Yeah. Sorry. They do. You asked. They do. Well, my butt is big. <laughs> I got a big butt. I, don't know, I cannot never, lie. Sorry. Yeah. You cover it up with a blazer. I've never looked. Oh, you've looked at my Once butt. Once or twice, maybe. This is okay. a sweet country <laughs> apple. People drive up into the woods to get a bite out of this. It's like an onion. Makes you want to crack. Yeah, but. it's like a Granny Smith. It's like actually like a potato that got left on the counter and you went on vacation for seven days and came back and it was all wrinkled up and had eyes in it. But that's my ass. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. How you doing? You've lost so much. What are you doing? Are you in grief? Are you losing weight? <laughs> I'm in ketosis. Are you? Yeah. Have you stayed in it? For the most part. For the most part, yeah. Is for it hard most... for you? No. We should start calling this the keto show. Oh, because that's really you, all we ever you, talk are about. Are you talking about you? You were at one point in time doing keto, weren't yeah, you? I'm doing it again. I'm are back you? on it, yeah. Because I, I started. I took a month off, and then I then I got some bad habits back. And I was like, yeah. It's not. It's not the easy. Here's my thing. Any, I love it. I think it's easy. A, any it, diet that's yeah. going to allow me to eat meat. Avocado, sour cream, cheese, and eggs. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. I love tortillas. I, Texas native. I yeah. love me some tortillas, and I do like my beer. Mm-hmm. So that's been the hardest part is 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 forgoing the tortillas. I like the and chips beer. and salsa. I can chips do without the beer. I don't. Ch- I don't <laughs> the chips and queso. Yeah, I eat the queso, Nat. I eat the queso, but I do it with chicharrones now. So what we're going to do is we're just going to start having five that? minutes of every episode where we talk about our keto tricks and that kind of <laughs> stuff, and that's all. We're just going to leave it at that. And and what I've learned to do is is just get the guacamole and get a, get a fork and take the guacamole, dip it in the queso, and just eat it like that. Done. Done. Why do you even need the chip? I like the crunch. Chicharrones. Yeah, chicharrones. Or whatever you said. Pork rinds. Pork rinds. <laughs> I hate pork rinds, but I make myself eat them. Well, you can have them because there's no carbs in them. So. I would, have you ever dipped that in salsa? Yeah. There is it's MSG. Good. Absolutely. <laughs> Details. <laughs> but the hard thing for me is getting the fat content in without getting too much protein. That's a- my Actually, my biggest problem is, and, and again, on a diet where I'm not hungry, my biggest problem is I don't eat enough. Like if I ever kick myself out of ketosis, it's because I don't eat enough calories or I don't get my fat. Yeah. So. Emmy Award winning. Ashley Camrath. Yes, sir. Did you feel like to win an Emmy Award? The first one, um, it felt awesome. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, forgot. Ah, there you go. The first, I mean, I who, again, he who tooteth not his own horn <laughs> oh remains in a perpetual state the question, of untootedness. I was going to answer it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one was it was really awesome. It was very humbling, and it was exciting. And I was I, I always say I had brown hair and braces because I was very young and, and um, doing documentaries. And... It was a project I was very, very proud of because it was about a group of Chicago firefighters who purchased one of the actual trucks that went in on 9-11. Mm-hmm. And they refurbished the vehicle. They didn't turn it into a barbecue pit or anything, did they? They didn't. Actually, um, it's a uh, shrine to those yeah. that lost their life. But way to try to turn that a different <laughs> um, and, So they are taking out a tour of America to teach children who weren't alive or who were too young to understand what happened that day, what actually happened, so they can actually touch a piece of history. So a very special project. I got to interview a New York um, police officer who had a lot of friends and family members lost that day. And so it was a a special project, but I just got hired to come be host. Um, So while it was fun to do the interview and all that good stuff, it it didn't mean as much as my second one because my second one – I 
9-11 wasn't big enough for you? You know. You're needy. Chad. <laughs> there it is. There it is. All right. What are we in now? Six minutes? And yeah, there it is. There okay. it is. Um, no, it, like I said, it was, it was very humbling. It was a very humbling experience to do that one. But I got asked by the 3rd Cavalry Regiment out of Fort Hood, Texas, to mm. embed with their units uh, or one of their units in the regiment out at the National Training Center at Fort Irwin, California, and uh, two years ago in February. And um, so the weather was amazing in the Mojave Desert. No, it was freezing. Um, I, I got asked to embed and kind of capture what soldiers go through to prepare to go downrange or to go over to deployment in Afghanistan, in particular this deployment. And uh, we had an amazing time. Actually, my old photographer from the show that Natalie and I worked together on came with me. I talked him into coming with me and we had an amazing time. We have a, some really funny stories that came out of there, um, but I produced it, pre-planned it, hosted it, did all the interviews, and then eventually uh, helped co-edit it. And so that one I was really, really proud of. So when we won that, it felt it was mine. Yeah. So that's what it was. I remember you talking to me about that project before you ever did the project. Yeah. And I was like, that's a lofty thing you're sure. doing there. And you pulled it off. I did. I did. Like that I said, one, a that lot one of... didn't come without tears. That one, that one was really an emotional ride, if I remember correctly. A well, lot of blood, sweat, Natalie, and tears. It was emotional because communication. So the PAO from the regiment told me everything's taken care of. You know what happens when you assume mm -hmm. you make an ass out of you and me. And mm -hmm. so I assumed that everything was taken care of. So we had very specific instructions on what we were to pack and how we were to dress and <laughs> what the temperatures and the experience would be like. And um, my photographer, Ryan Hazelwood, who's one of our longtime friends, great guy, amazing photographer, um, called me and he was all excited. He said, I feel like I'm you know, packing for a hunting trip and we've gone hunting together before. I said, I know, man, it's going to be great. And he said, okay, so I've got, and, and we were told, keep your luggage to a minimum because you're going to be on helicopters and bust all over the place and everything. It's essentially war games. I mean, and they have to stay incognito. And so we couldn't pack very, very heavily. So I had my one backpack, you know, with boots and all that good stuff in it. And he said, okay, so I've got camera, tripod, and my backpack and my sleeping bag. I said, oh, you don't need to bring a sleeping bag. We're, we're good. We're good. We weren't good. Um, <laughs> Imagine that. That night, Hazelwood and I slept outside in February in the Mojave Desert um, below freezing temperatures. And we, because the, the unit that we got attached to was actually tearing down and moving to another location because they'd gotten busted. And so we couldn't sleep on a cot off the ground because you weren't allowed to be behind a moving vehicle in case someone started a Humvee up in the middle of the night and started driving. And so, and all the Humvees were taken. There was, there was no room inside the vehicle. So Hazelwood and I had to sleep outside on a metal, in the back of a metal truck. Which gives a whole new meaning to the phrase embedding. Yeah, you embedded with, yeah, in the Mojave Desert. He wouldn't Desert. even cuddle with me, though. I was like, dude. Share some 98 You're like six, my damn it. brother. We were, we were daytime spouses for seven years when I did TV full-time with him. And he wouldn't. He was so pissed at me. He would not talk to me. And he, we're, we're literally laying down, no sleeping bags, on a metal truck bed. And all the Humvees are going, and there's Chinooks flying over, and there's these lights flashing, and I'm like, well, here we are. Here we are. I'm really feeling it. So, of course, I take all of my, you know, three outfits that I brought out of my, and I put every single layer I can. And I am, quote, unquote, tough Texas girl, but when it comes to temperature, I get I get angry if it's if I'm too cold. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so sure enough, it was a fun night, and Hazelwood wouldn't even talk to me, and I was singing and just trying to, you know, just 
stay warm. And of course, that snuck a little bit of whiskey in. I'm probably going to get in trouble for that. And uh, and I was like, Hazelwood, you want some whiskey? And he's like, I said, don't talk to me. And so, yeah. Oh, he was really ticked. It was a lonely night. The next morning, of course, we didn't have to wake up because, you know, we didn't sleep. Yeah. Couldn't feel our feet or anything, but the next morning they brought us some coffee, and then the sh- the helicopter came and picked us up, and we got embedded. And they they actually had a, a nice striker going with heat on it the next night for us. So we started talking again, and we That's got the documentary yeah. done. That's brutal. I wouldn't talk to you either. No, no. It, when we won the Emmy, he they announced our name, and he came over and he said, "I forgive you." I said, "Yeah, you do." <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. That's the deal. I mean, you had to suffer to go through a little bit. It, it, it makes the story. You know, it makes the story. Of course. Everyone there thought it was hilarious. You know, we were the those stupid reporters, you know, but yeah. we had a lot of uh, other really great stories that happened out of there. But. You, my relationship with you, you've introduced me to a lot of great people over the years. And uh, I've been blessed and fortunate to be able to hang out with a lot of those folks, get to know them, become friends with them, serve on various boards and, and stuff like that with um, with various folks that support active duty military and veterans. And, and you and I had this conversation a while back because I said, I said, uh, I called you on the phone and I said, what do you think about such and such organization, this and this and this? And you kind of educated me on how many nonprofit organizations that supposedly support the military. And people get misled a lot, don't they? I just think it's important. Um, I think at the end of the day, there are a lot of there. There are thousands of incredible individuals out there doing the right thing. And um, I think everybody has a good heart. At the end of the day, we want to support our men and women in uniform. We want to support their families. We want to support, um, you know, all things surrounding mm-hmm. military life. I grew up in a military family. Every man in my, ser- in my family has served from great-grandfathers to my brother. And my little cousins, actually, I active duty in the Air Force right now. Um, and so I, I think and I, I want to just hope that everybody does have the best interest in mind. What I'll say when it comes to military nonprofits and supporting, because, I mean, I— even when I didn't have the money to do it, I'm, you know, putting a portion of my paycheck over to, to military nonprofits. Do your research. Yeah. Do your research. A lot of that's public knowledge. Um, ask around if you do have someone within the military community. But, yeah, it's not too hard to find out who's doing the right thing with the money. Yeah. And that's all I'll say. There are some really large organizations out there that, frankly, they're just not. Or I, I personally would like to see them do more because I, being in this world for so long, I have seen so much heartache and so much hardship that, I'm going, man, I know there's the money out there. And I know a lot of the organizations have the money. I just want to see everybody taken care of. Yeah. Well, that's a big thing because I tell people, I, have, I get people to ask me, and I'm like, well, just go do your research because I'm never going to publicly. Now, privately, I'll tell you what I think. But yeah. publicly, I'm not going to come out and say I don't like this organization or I have this problem with them. Mm-hmm. I tell people to do their research with that. you know. And I was fortunate enough to meet Jeff Kyle through mm-hmm. you, brother of the late Chris Kyle. And then subsequently got to know his parents, Wayne and Debbie, and now I'm on the board with American Valor, and mm-hmm. it's been a blessing. You know, it's been a lot of fun getting to know those guys and being able to serve the, the, the veteran community. And, you know, we do various things with Folds of Honor and, and different ones, and it's funny to me when I watch I, – like, I, I'm at a point now because I'm so much around the, the military community these days that I almost hesitate sometimes to say, oh, well, I'm friends with so-and-so. Yeah, because there, there you have those feuds that are going on, and and it's like people. So I'm like always scared to to mention certain places because people, everybody has a different opinion about different things, different people in that community, and different organizations, and so. But that's everywhere that's in everywhere. life. I mean, every every group or organization or culture you come in contact with, you're going to have your cliques, you're going to have your drama, you're going to have your he said she said, and you're going to have stuff that goes on. You add to that. 
military life is not easy. It's a good life. Like, it's provided a great life for my family. And we're very patriotic and we're very proud of the, the service that my family has done to this country. And we've, you know, my grandfather paid the ultimate sacrifice when he was 24 years old. And my father's a retired colonel. So it's, you know, we've, we've kind of done the spectrum of all of it. Um, it's a great life, but there's also a lot of hardships. And I, I don't care, you know if you're combat deployed or not, you know, being gone from your family, you know, the divorce rates are high and military or kids growing up without their, their, their parent rather. Um, it's a hard life. So you add the drama and culture of any organization and then you add all the external stuff that goes on within the military community. I mean, yeah, it's, it's to be expected. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I've, I've dealt with it a lot over the years too, but to each his own. I think at the end of the day, like I said, I just I want to hope that all of us are just in it for the right reason and our hearts are good and we're just going to do whatever we can all day, every day to make sure that we're taking care of our men and women in uniform and their families. Yeah, you introduced me to a number of different folks at the USO and that's been a, that's been a fun deal. You still got a strong relationship with those folks over at Hood? Yeah, oh yeah, I'm on the, um, the um, <laughs> too many boards, I can't think of my title there. You do. You got a lot of irons in the fire. I do. I do. I. I was. I'm so blessed um, to know that that's why I was put on this earth. So, when you find that out at a young age, you just go full speed ahead, and that's that's what I've been extremely blessed with. Yeah, and you have. I mean, you've gone full bore with this. I mean, you are 100 percent sold out. I mean, you have. You have servicemen on your arm right there. I mean, yeah. they, you know, you got. And so, I mean, I daily I, reminder. Like exactly. Like early on, you. I was like. This chick is a supporter. I mean, oh, she's all about it. But, but I loved it. You know, the first time I, as we were really getting to know each other, I was like, you, you opened my eyes to the perspective of what it looks, what patriotism looks like to be able to come in and serve those that serve. And uh, so you do a good thing. Thank you. Boo. You can cry now. Cue the tears. No, no, I'm good. Okay, damn it. I'm good. I really we, tried. Like, we I good. I, I knew you were doing that too, and that's why I just I held it at bay. What is the magic that Oprah has? She makes everybody cry. More, more coffee. She see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate this chick. Mm. Have you seen the R. Kelly interview where Gail King got him to explode? Yeah. You know what? No. If you would get up and stomp around and talk about how am I gonna pay my children? I mean, I'll do that. But <laughs> I try not to put that crap in my head. Like honestly, this it gets back to what I just said. There's too much work to be done to sit there and watch that just yeah. crap. Yeah. I'm watching what I'm saying here. Yeah, you can say. I don't know if it's like my radio show where I'm gonna yeah, get. Are you gonna yeah. drop me? It's a podcast. Out. We don't have to worry about the FCC. I'm just we kidding. I don't cuss anymore. You don't cuss. You quit. You give it up. I don't cuss any little either. No, look at you. Um. I am bringing my radio show back, though. Talk about it. I'm really excited. So for five years, I did a, a radio show on ESPN Austin called The Real Heroes. Mm -hmm. We took a break from the sports conversation every week to feature a man or woman in uniform that's gone above and beyond or their families. Um, featured everything from Medal of Honor recipients, burn survivors, double amputee to military kids uh, on Thanksgiving. when And I had Daddy call in from Afghanistan. You know, we've kind of run the spectrum. I wanted to show the 99% what the 1% go through, mm -hmm. uh, what military life is really all about. So took a, took a two-year break, much needed, because college game day down in Austin gets crazy. And uh, it was fun, but it was just a lot of planning, and life kind of got crazy for me. So um, actually, just this week, we decided we're going to bring the show back. I've got a couple of stations around the state that potentially want to syndicate it. And so we're going to... We're going to bring the real heroes back on 104.9 The Horn in Austin every Sunday morning. and uh, That's good stuff. Really excited. It's going to be an hour-long format now instead of just half hour. So Yeah. And you talk about Austin and game day. And you're, mm. you're referring to, what's that school down there in Austin? It's the, the University of Texas. University of Texas. Yes. 
and you're alone. I heard you sigh. Yeah. <laughs> I heard you sigh. I know. Don't tell. I went to the University of Georgia. These Texas teams. I wish y'all could just lose every game to each other. I, I just I could care. Well, that's about. because you're from Georgia, and I'm I think Georgia you're still boy. a little pissed off about what happened in January. Yeah, well, they whooped I, our ass. No I was texting about you that game. I was like, "Hey, boo, where yeah. you at? Oh, you're there, yeah. precious." I know. Well, I knew that Georgia y'all, was going to have. Y'all a problem. forgot to show up. Well, I didn't expect Georgia to um, to Roll take over. to take. Take it as hard as they Forget did. Forget to show up for, for the game. Y'all sent the, the cheerleaders playoffs. in. Yeah. I knew was... we were off to the races in a bad way whenever uh, Bevo pops out and goes after the dog. I'm surprised <laughs> Bevo like, didn't like lift that horn up and I'm flip like, that little puppy. What the hell is going on? This I actually a... tweeted that right then, and I was like, if this is any indication of how this game is going to go, hook on all the little Oh, I knew in the day. first quarter this game was yeah. over. Georgia, Georgia was apparently pissed. I blame the coaches for this. Georgia was apparently pissed for not getting in the playoffs. They didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. They didn't deserve to be in the playoffs. And here's my thing. Show up. I don't care if you're pissed about not. Yeah, be there. Be there. Show up. Bless your heart. Be there. You just Play like beat. champions wherever you go. Now, to Texas's credit, I love the quarterback. Um, I love the coach. I think that Texas is coming back to a place of being special. We're not coming back. We are back. I know. Come on. No, 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 no. Don't get ahead back. of yourself, Ashley. Wait, I'm not. You're not back. I'm not. So, um, Women's Chalk Talk mm-hmm. is a really fun event that UT put on for years, and then we actually didn't do it last year. Um, and it's this week, and I'm so excited. I thought that go. show was called Steers and Queers. Mm-hmm. You're so <laughs> funny. Have some more coffee. Yeah, have some coffee. You need caffeine because Texas isn't back yet. They're coming back. We're back, buddy. They're so, coming back. Women's Chalk Talk, they bring all of the uh, – well, I mean, really, anyone can come. It's it's kind of a pricey ticket, but anyone can come. And you go, and you, like, drink a couple beers and eat some fajitas. Mm-hmm. And then Coach Herman will get up and talk about, you know, he, he'll, like, throw some football lingo out at you and, like, draw some routes up on the board. And then he'll they'll volunteer us, like, to come up and run the routes and stuff. And then we all get to go out. and Oh, and we do a Q&A panel with the players. And then we get to go out onto the field, and they have these drill stations set up. And so we actually go out there and, like, run the drills, kick through the upright. In bikinis? No. No, no. They, we don't have oven mitts on Foul or Steve's aprons out. or anything. No, nope, Party foul Steve's no. out. He doesn't want to go. I forgot I you, you said were this here. Was a pricey I'm ticket. Sorry. I forgot you were here, buddy. <laughs> I'm just listening. How's it Enjoying. going? <laughs> I fell asleep. No, <laughs> we're coming up with it. We're going to come up with a new uh, merch thing and, and just a whole little social thing called Party Foul Cove, where people can go get the down and dirty behind the scenes stuff of Party Foul. It's just kind of a chill. Uh, we are. We're also coming out. Can't with hang out with you. Maga Rita hats. Mm-hmm. Um, you wear them down at the beach by the wall, oh and <laughs> yeah, because my mother calls my mother loves margaritas. Yes, mom, I'm talking about you. Now all the church knows, but she's from Georgia, so she drops her R. Says margarita, margarita. I'm gonna have a margarita. That's how she does it. Margarita. Maga. And so Maga it says Maga country. Margaritaville. Margaritaville. We're gonna have red hats, margarita, with a little cocktail on it. Right Perfect. Ashley, yes. be, she is she loves the Longhorn. She loves Austin as well. Mm-hmm. I do. True fact. Uh, South by Southwest is happening right nope, now. I'm okay. out. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Austin. Please don't move here. Is anybody yeah. in South? Well, by I'm just saying, like South Austin? by Southwest. So here, here's how Austin I am. While all you illegals were rolling into my town i'm talking about people ain't from austin mm-hmm. or texas we're rolling into my town this weekend my butt was at the rodeo cook-off yeah. that's what real austinites do yeah we go out to the rodeo cook-off and eat barbecue you weren't listening to the uh dems running for president no, they're at no. south by southwest i missed that yeah south by southwest well, is just a political rally it. now that's it's all fun. it is 
Yes Do- and no. There, we have a lot of veterans events that, that go on. Um, I actually also recently got involved with a group called Operation Underground Railroad. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's, a, it's a group of really upstanding individuals that are doing their part, not just to eliminate sex trafficking, but they actually go in and complete the missions. Mm-hmm. One of the, one of my good friends on the board is a former Navy SEAL and just, they're just upstanding individuals. So they're actually doing a big thing there and, and pushing it. So I, I, I'm involved in the nonprofit side and sure there's a couple of events I'll attend over the next few days, but, um, I just, when we have festivals in Austin, just the world descends on Austin now and I, I get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah. I come I, to the Dallas. last time, the last time I was on Sixth Street late at night, I was like, I don't think I. This is not my place. No, <laughs> this isn't my place anymore. These are not my people anymore. No, I don't. I don't know. I like this. Is going to go bad one night. This you know that song, bad. Cross Canadian Ragweed, old school. Yeah. Uh, you're always 17 in your hometown. Yeah. Well, I'm a native Austinite. Mm-hmm. I'm a unicorn. I'm one of five remaining. <laughs> and um, <laughs> for the longest time, it's like I, I've Natalie and I, who've known each other for 20. Because we met when we were twelve. Yeah. Um, totally. Caught myself. Caught myself. Um, we would we would go downtown or we go to Sixth Street or something. It's like I'd wake up and go, I'm thirty years old. What am I doing down here with these teeny buffers? You know. And uh, I don't really do that anymore. I like the pubs. I like the quiet mm-hmm. pubs and like just going and meeting people to you know have a good chat and a pint or something. But it's just grown. Austin's changed so much. It's losing some of its luster. All the cool spots that I used to go to growing up, like game day or you know just on a random thursday night they're just they're closing up so when i go to austin now and i did an event down there uh for uh, kids outdoor zone which mm-hmm. is a faith-based thing that it works with kids without dads either they're incarcerated or they're gone and and a this a, it's a program that gets these kids outdoors and teaches them how to be boys was it with tj greeny yeah well they they TJ have greeny. a show on my network yeah they're on the horn yeah tj greeny's mm-hmm. kfz cause great guy yeah, Kids Outdoor Zone. So we were down there, and uh, where were we? The Hyatt? Down the Hyatt Regency right there on the river. And then we stayed the other night. With Party Foul Steve and I have to go to Austin. We make sure that we stay in a place. You and I have talked about it. I stay in a hotel where I don't have to leave the hotel. Like yeah. If I want to go to the restaurant, I want to go to the bar, whatever. Bar, because if I get out, event. yeah. And then and it's everything's right there under one roof. Because Austin's weird, man. It's, you know. And I'm 46. I don't need to be hanging around with those kids either. No, it's it's just trouble now. I don't know. A bunch of hipsters came in, and then all the, you, the, the kids come for festivals, or they come for a bachelor bachelorette party, mm-hmm. and then they just, oh, my God, I love Austin. I'm going to move here. And I'm yeah. like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, 132 people a day moving to Austin. So Really? We got voted, I think, worst traffic in the Northern Hemisphere Horrible. last year. It's the worst. It's Horrible. the worst. There's, so yeah. I'm a native South Austinite, Bubbaville. Loud and proud, and I just I stay in Austin. If I have to go up north, I will drive all the way out to the tollway yeah. just go to around. miss all Plus that. But you can do eighty five miles an hour on it. Yep. Exactly. It's worth the eight bucks to make the loop. Exactly. Exactly. And right now, no matter where you are listening to this, you could be listening to this six months after it. 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 You know, two at night, two in the morning. I promise you, traffic's backed up on thirty five in oh, Austin down. right now. It's hands ridiculous. Down. Well, and the thing about it is, too, again, growing up in Austin, I've seen Austin to San Antonio kind of just merge. You know, you've got Kyle, yeah. Buda, San Marcos, New Braunfels, and it's just, it's, it's all, all going to be place. one yeah. before we know it. So Brutal. Thank God for the tollway. Yeah. Unless I'm going to Austin, I will not go through downtown Austin. No. Nope. Steve, party foul nope. Steve, he's an Austinite, sort of. He yeah. lived there long enough to claim it. He was down in Buda. Yeah. 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 But anyway, anyway. Let's talk about that for Let's talk about, um, uh, what was it you alluded to a second ago talking about? Um, 
Oh, dadgummit, I lost my train of thought, and that never happens. You said something a minute ago that I was going to bring up to you. I probably did. Oh, there's something about... I've never seen hey, this see happen. That is never I've never seen I've this never happen. I've never seen this happen. Let's get words. back to Chris Kyle. With no, hang on. We will talk about Wait, that. Wait, hold on. How old are you? I, like, I I've never seen this happen, and I'm actually kind of impressed. There was something very important that I was going to bring up. So I'm human, by the way. I understand. Yeah, I'm human. Sixth Street, drinking, traffic, native Austin Longhorns. tonight. Longhorns. No, it's none of that. My radio show. None of that. But I will tell you this. You took me to, we met up and we went to, uh, we were all there. Steve was there when Cricket Apparel launched over there in Austin. Oh, and yeah. Luke Wilson. Texas he's a Independence Day last year. Yeah. Exactly. And so that was exactly a year ago, wasn't it? Yes, it was. And so we hung out over there. And then uh, Jade bought me some Cricket shirts. She was like, you know, uh, one of the Wilson brothers, he's promoting. And I'm like, I can get this stuff for free. I know. Why are you buying it? Yes, you can. <laughs> but yeah. thanks for your support. Yeah, I know. No, I'm happy uh, to So buy. I actually met them through the Save Muni cause, which is the municipal, Lions Municipal Golf Course right there, downtown Austin, that the university, Ben Crenshaw and uh, the Wilson brothers are trying desperately to save. We actually just passed more legislation, so it is saved for now again, but um, it's just a really fun party every year, too. And it's on my birthday this year, so oh, I, know. I won't be there, but. <laughs> I know what I was going to bring sure up. I remember now what I was going to bring up. Thank goodness. Yeah, maybe there. Party fat. What was that Mexican restaurant we ate in Austin the other day? A little dive. You remember the name of it? You just know where it is. Something Jalisco. I just know where it is. Yeah. Jalisco's Tacos? It was so uh, good. Something. Is, that took him there, and he was said it's the best he's ever had. It was had. so good. We were the only white dudes <laughs> was in it, there. Was Which it tells keto? you something right there. No, we were the only not. gringos yeah. in the whole place. Oh, then you know it's good. You know it was good. It's down there by Dude, one in a million on the east side. You walk in, and Juan's standing there, and he high-fives every single they go whack, every single person that walks through the door. That's big the old. best Juan's Mexican food. Yeah, that's Juan's true. That's it's not a big old even. Best Mexican food in Austin. You alluded to pubs earlier, and that's what was triggered my thought on that. I'm going Ireland. to Ireland. So I, I texted it. you yesterday. So, so we're going to vacation in Ireland in June. Mm-hmm. And uh, Oh, you've been once or twice? I didn't even know about it yet. Yeah, You're oh, not so gone. Oh. Ain't that something? <laughs> <laughs> Party fouls like we're going to Ireland. No, sorry, you're not. I thought going. I went everywhere. Sorry, buddy. No, we've been talking about going to Ireland for for a while. It's been a minute since I've been over there, and I want to go. And uh, this is really good. What is it? It's it's Black Rifle Coffee. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Eighty five proof. I was being genuine though, wanting to know. What I know. Okay, we'll talk later. So we're trying to figure out. We're trying to figure out like where we want to stay because you're in Ireland a lot. I am. You, yeah. So what? Uh, I'm going to. I think I'm going to go to Kinsale. You gotta go to Kinsale. Kinsale is my village. It's um, the culinary capital of Ireland. Mm-hmm. It's uh, a which little... is saying something because Irish food. Yeah. Irish food's amazing. Yeah. I've been all over the country. I've been. Yeah. I just counted up seventeen times now, and um, you know why it's amazing is because it's so organic. And I'm not one that shops at Whole Foods at all, at all. Like I love me some Taco Cabana, and I don't care about what trash I put in my body as long as it's keto. Um, <laughs> but. I, uh, I know, um, but I, the food is amazing in Ireland. It's just, it's so fresh. You think about the green grass because of all the rain and, and just the animals and everything. It's so fresh. It's so organic. Um, and so I actually, ironically, just have always loved the food in Ireland. And then you go down to Kinsale and you've got these amazing culinary artists. Mm-hmm. Like truly it's, it's some of the best food I've ever had. Um, and it's so fresh and it's so much healthier than the crap that we eat over here. But the vibe in the town is just second to none. Everybody's so friendly. Granted, I've been there so many times now. They call me the future mayor of Kinsale. Yeah. But um, it's a seaport town. Just south of it is a some beautiful cliffs called the Old Head, one of the greatest golf courses in the world. Just got ranked number five. Um, right off the coast of there is actually where the Lusitania was sunk. 
which was pretty uh, pivotal in bringing the United States into the World War. So um, a lot of history, a lot of really friendly people, a lot of great pubs. Um, a Charles Fort, which was um, it actually still the structure is still very much intact, and, and it's a great, great tour. Um, I love I love Killarney, another great town mm-hmm. over by the Ring of Kerry, and, and I love Galway. Galway is the music town, so Galway is kind of like the Austin of Ireland. But yeah. you won't find a bad place. The thing about going to Ireland, everybody says, why do you always go back? It's the people. I'm such a people person, and I always say I was born in the wrong decade. Like, I always feel like I should have been born back when back Willie before and Waylon. Suffrage, and, when you didn't have the vote? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. You know? <laughs> Who votes anyway? No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> People at South by Southwest? <laughs> exactly. So um, I, I love the era. Of, like, I love old country music, and I love my vinyl records, and I just I have an old soul. I've been told my whole life, and I just I know it, and I feel it. You do. And so when I go to Ireland, it's it's just kind of the same. Nobody's on their phone. Nobody's, you know, they're all talking to each other, and you get to know people. I've That's going to change June 1 through 7. I've met <laughs> 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 it would be on my phone. See, I, you asked me where should I go in Ireland. And I was like, oh, my gosh, you have to go to Kinsale. And then I was like, what did I just do? Yeah, I'm like, going to ruin it. Everyone in They're going to be like, you know what? We thought it was. <laughs> everyone in that town we calls me Texas. A... Like, well, how's Texas doing? Oh, yeah, say hello oh, to Oh, we Texas. knew this girl. She was going to be the future mayor of Kinsale. Now we've met this Prater kid. Oh, my God. Your Irish accent is <laughs> terrible. Like, I don't please give a just shit. don't. Just don't. <laughs> I'm not Irish. Ashley, Ashley took me to Kinsale. I did. I've been there with her. Yeah. I did. We had and fun. Introduce me. Oh, I forgot about that day. What? Mm-hmm. The rugby? Oh gosh! Yes. We were in a pub. Shocker! Yeah, that's how every great story starts. What it happened was what? Oh, so no. we we were in a pub and it was like ten Texas girls in one side of this Irish pub called the Spaniard. It's the second oldest pub in Kinsale. Little fun fact for you. And. These lads roll in the other side of the pub, and it's like this tiny little. Is that Irish for dudes? Yep. <laughs> and um, they were big boys, and we were sassy women. So next yeah. thing I know, it's the Irish rugby team, and they were there on a stag party, as they call bachelor party. And well, we went toe to toe for about what three or four hours. Oh. It was loads of fun. Anyway, this really tall, good-looking former rugby player just fell in love with Hot News Natalie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like head it over happens. heels. And then, it you know, happens. she's like, I'm married happily. And then, um, but I mean, everybody just had a good time. I don't care. There were a couple of make-out sessions, too. Anyway. Um, Listen, that was not the story I was going to tell. Oh. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> That's a gooder. Proceed. That's a gooder. That's yeah. a gooder. Anyway, the, the rest of the story is Natalie's <laughs> husband then walked in, and, and the rugby dude was like that much taller than Natalie's husband, who's a big boy, a big especially boy. by Irish standards, because like he had to duck under every he couldn't yeah. fit in the shower apparently and all this stuff. But but anyway, he walked in and the Irish Irish lad tapped out. He's like, got it. Yeah. I'm out. So, <laughs> what story were you going to tell? I was just actually going to talk about how you introduced us to a proper Irish. Setting? Oh, the session. Session. The session. So you'll, I'll make sure you go to this. So um, one of the things, like, why, why do I love Ireland? The people, the music, the food, the topography, the history. I mean, their history is just unlike. It, it, I always say Texas and Ireland really, really are similar people. We're, we're, all, we're very down home. Kind. We love our tall tales. We love our history. You think about mm-hmm. the Battle of the Alamo. Well, the Irish had to fight for their independence just as much from England and and dealt with a lot of persecution. So the history is huge too. But one of the things that's so special about going there is the the Irish sessions. And so through their music, they tell the stories of yesteryear. Right. And it's a beautiful thing. And 
again, going back to my love of old country music and vinyl and all that good stuff. So um, if you're in Kinsale on a Monday night or any any given Irish village, like you'll have a, a night where they just have the proper Irish session. And what it is, it's like a 10-piece band that just sits over in the corner and there's no speakers and there's no microphones and there's no nothing. But what you do is the band will play and, you know, they kind of do a little songwriting swap kind of. And um, someone will start singing one of the old Irish songs and then everybody in the pub joins in on the chorus. And it's very, very important. So I grew up, um, I went to, to college at Texas State University, actually. I didn't attend UT. I went to, uh, to Texas State and I grew up in college going to Cheatham Street Warehouse there in San Marcos. And Kent Finley was the owner. He was a great man. He passed away about four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, big music mentor of mine because I've always loved music and, and songwriting. And um, his big thing at the Monday Night Jam session was you don't talk. If you're if you're coming here to talk, and this is his bar. This is how he made money. So if you're coming here to talk, don't come. This is all about the music because people would get up and pour their hearts out. And, like, some people couldn't sing or write, but they, they'd get up and try. Yeah. And so he was all about me. So I grew up with that respect. And so the session for me was just the most natural thing in the world. I, I truly, the first one I went there, I said, this is, I looked over at my friends that were with me and I said, this is one of the most surreal moments of my life because these people, it, not only are they just really enjoying the music and getting into the moment, but they're telling stories of their country and their, you know, how they fought for their freedom and this and that. And so it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. And so I had, we had our big group over there in Ireland. I had told everyone, I'm like, look, if you're coming to chit chat, I'll give you a big old list of bars. Don't come to this one. But, and there's a Celtic song that I sing called Caledonia. That's all about a love affair for your homeland. And, uh, and I sing it, and then the whole bar joins in on the chorus, and you're going to experience it. You're going to come back, and you're going to talk about it, and you're going to thank me. I've been to Ireland a few times. The end. Yeah, but do you remember it? Yeah. Hmm. I go to Ireland for the whiskey. Yeah. So do you remember it? There's parts. Matter of fact, I don't. I think Kinsale's closed that week that you're going. I think you really need, or just don't don't say my name. No. Actually, I did offer to take you and Jade. I'd be happy to chaperone you. Come on. I'd be Come happy. On, we'll I'm actually going to be in Normandy that week. That's the 75th anniversary of D-Day. Sure is. And I'm shooting a documentary for some guys that are actually jumping into D-Day from a DC-3 aircraft. Um, so I'm really, really excited about that. Will you take party foul Steve? Nope. And let him yes. jump? Absolutely not. Can you work a camera? Yeah. No. Yeah. Just throw him out of the airplane. All right. I got you, boo. I got the camera. Yeah. Work down. I'll jump out of a plane. That's what my dad did in the military. So my, I might as well. I, I actually, we need to talk. All right. Let's talk. Yeah. yeah. See? Oh, he's, he's one of the best. Hooking him up with dates. Hooking him up he's with. This is a, this is like he's getting he's getting new employment. This is a business and, uh, networking. And apparently, it's going to be some deployment. <laughs> <laughs> and and, right, and guys, I'm off for a week during June. I don't know what I'll be doing. <laughs> yeah. Party fell still. Like, where's my invite? I'll be in Ireland fighting off the barbarians. Yeah. I go to I go to Ireland for the whiskey. I drink Irish whiskey. My do you, thing. Here's here's my question. Do you wear your cowboy hat? Oh yeah. Okay, so we did this Red Dirt Music pub crawl for like sure. six years. Oh, you're familiar with it. And we would take like twenty Texas country artists and about a hundred Texans would descend on Dublin. So mm-hmm. we're right there in Temple Bar, which is like the sixth street of Dublin. And the girls always got hit on by the Irish lads. Like you walk into an Irish pub and you got blonde hair, blue eyes, a Texas accent, and some cowboy boots, you ain't paying for a drink all night, darling. And, of course, you would, like, 
really I'm gonna wear that work I'm up the darling <laughs> but see here's the thing the only guys in our group that would get hit on would be the ones that wore yeah, their the cowboy, cowboy hats. hats trust me I know it's a so thing. when I when my whole crew was coming over I told my brother KK I said hey KK bring your cowboy hat he goes why I said just trust me and he brought it he goes sister I know what you mean <laughs> the first night he was he was half cut you know KK yeah. he was so excited I told him to bring that cowboy hat I'm pretty sure he slept in it because yeah he was like, trust me you don't want to take it off oh geez are you from Texas Australia is the same way yeah. it's the same deal yeah. Australia and Ireland. I mean, you gotta you gotta represent. Americans aren't the only suckers for an accent. Well, that's true. Darling. You know, I might have told you this story. I got a buddy of mine who he was Australian. I knew him for two years before I knew he was Australian because when he came over to America, he did not want an American girl to fall for him for the wrong reason, and so he got we rid so of his accent. We would have. We, so we would shallow. have. Yeah, I dated an Australian. He got rid of his accent, like he purposefully so he could sound. Oh, what a he shame. got rid of it. So it so. Uh, he would. I had a friend from New Zealand who came over, and they started talking. He started. I'm like, bro, where's that accent coming from? That's actually I, spot on. I don't know how you do that because after a couple pints, it comes. You're going to tell that I'm from West Texas. Well, after that, I started noticing little words that he would say certain ways. Once yep. I realized, he goes, "You didn't know I was from Australia." I was like, "No." Yeah. He goes, "Well, I didn't want my wife, and she he married her." He said, "I didn't want her falling for me for the wrong oh reasons." Oh my god. Yeah. So she fell for a lie of an accent. No, she. Well, yeah. He just. But early then if on, he starts talking normal, I mean, he didn't marry like, her without her knowing she was. He was from Australia, but he didn't want that to be the first thing. That, I get it. This, yeah. I get it. Yeah. So he hot. was. He was one of those virtuous cats that didn't want anything frivolous. You know, kind of. Yes. Between. The Irish pickup lines are just second to none too, because they're just so. Look at you reminiscing in your. I know. Head. I know. I know. I'm sorry. I'm smiling. <laughs> I know. This is this is what's going to get her crying. Irish eyes are smiling. Just my ass open. Irish eyes are smiling. <laughs> and I'm drinking. We were coffee. sitting there in a pub the other day, uh, and I told Steve, I said, I that's always been my thing is, is Irish music. I could sit around and listen to it day in and day out all day long. It's. I remember the first time that I actually. Well, that's not true. My great grandma Jessie May, may she rest in peace, taught me the old country, the Tammy and the Patsy, and obviously Merle and Possum and all that, and. Stand By Your Man was the first song I ever learned to sing, and we would listen to the records and all that good stuff. And then I realized that song was a bunch of crap. But anyway, um, just 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 because of the country music history. But but it's just I remember the first time that I really felt emotional or I felt goosebumps listening to live music. And it was at a George Strait concert back in like 1998 or something down in, in San Antonio. And it was when he played Amarillo by Morning. And when the twin fiddles kicked off, I just remember I was like my heart was full. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? You know, it just, it, it was. I just, I love music. I've always loved music. And when that, I just thought, man, I love Texas. I, I love, you know, country music. I just, I love this, this feeling. And so, and I feel that every time I go to Ireland and I hear the music. It's just, it's deep. It means something. There's a story beautiful. to it. There's a history there. And there's yeah. no better music to drink to. Agreed. Ashley and I met through music. Natalie. <laughs> Why did you bring your <laughs> Look, Natalie and I are going to be friends for the rest of our lives because we got so much on each other. Oh, it's fair. Yeah, there's some blackmail material there's there. Some no, no black. No, nothing bad. But you just, could. Just, yeah, totally. You could. Yeah, don't <laughs> lie to me, woman. We met at Cheatham Street Warehouse. We did, actually. Yeah. We met the, the the night after a George Strait concert. Yep. Remember that? I had strep throat. Mm-hmm. And, that was... and the next day, Ash, uh, Natalie woke Nat- up. <laughs> Now we're talking. Keep on talking. <laughs> Here's Steve. The this story. black rifle coffee is amazing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ooh, that's got a little. That AK forty seven's got a little kick to it. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's still <Delicious>. hot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Woo. We need a fan in the studio. Craziness. <laughs> it's funny because I'm not used to being in the hot seat. Yeah, you're I'm not always the sister. one. I'm always the one doing the interview, and so. Yeah. Well, come on, go to Ireland with us. Yeah. I appreciate well, you. I'll be in. I'll be in Normandy. You um, you're um, you're an honest person. You tell, you tell things that I don't want to hear. I try to appreciate that. You're welcome. Yeah, I try to appreciate it. I do. Everybody needs a friend like that, Chad. We've had some adventures. Everybody girl. needs an Ashley. I know. You're on. Are, are you? Uh, you doing all the social media stuff these days? You're all over it. Seven. You're launching a clothing line. What you got going on? What are, you, what are, what are we promoting? <laughs> I mean, what do we? I, I never know with you. There's always something. You always got the next thing. Well, I can't talk about it. Okay, well, so clearly. Um, so the big things. I mean, we've got we've got a busy spring. It seems like every fall is so busy with football and hunting in my world, and clearly a lot of military nonprofit events. But um, I'm actually headed to Tampa on Thursday to MC an Irish Veterans Gala. Because we're bringing the Medal of Honor Museum that is in Kinsale over to Tampa for a year. So I'm very involved with that organization, an incredible organization, doing um, great things to bring anyone of Irish heritage from any conflict Mm -hmm. um, together. And um, another big thing, the Chris Kyle Memorial Benefit is May 4th. And we're really gearing up for that. Been talking to, to Jeff and Wayne and Debbie a lot about that. Um, go to my website, watchchad.com, or you can go to AmericanValor.org. Mm-hmm. Is it .org? I'm, I'm a terrible board member. You sure are. Yep. Go to watchchad.com, and the ticket link is on there for May mm-hmm. the 4th. It's yeah, or any at, of any of our social medias. We've got yeah, it blasted all over. River Ranch, there in the Fort Worth Stockyards, May the 4th. It's a great organization. It's a it's uh, going to have entertainment there. It's going to mm-hmm. be fun. We've got music. We got, it's always a good yeah, time. We're going to have a fun. We're going to have a blast. And it's, it's a good time. I'll tell you the story about when Wayne and Debbie came to my show. Uh, back in December at Grand Prairie, Texas. They didn't have much else going on. Wayne <laughs> texted me. <laughs> Neither did 3,500 3, other people, but what else? Nobody likes a bragger. <laughs> you know what they call it? Success. <laughs> anyway, the um, I he texted me, and he goes, are they wanding people at the door? And I'm like, Wayne. No way. <laughs> I said, "There's a met, they're metal detectors. I said, they're metal detectors. I said, why don't you? He goes, well, let me go back to the truck. And I said, no, Wayne, just come in, drive around. <laughs> two A, baby, hustle. two A. Yeah, you got to. I said, actually, I appreciate you having What kind of venue were gun. you in, though? We were at Verizon Theater in Grand Prairie. Hmm. It was, uh, which is now just a theater at Grand Prairie. But, yeah, it's a big place. I'm sure that means something. It's a big place, yeah. I'm from Austin. Yeah, well, yeah. That's awesome. So did they enjoy your show? Yeah. They thought you were funny. I'll tell you. Do you remember last year? I Debbie went to, texted me the next day, and she said, thank you so much for having us at the show. It's been a minute since I've seen. It's been a while since I've seen Wayne laugh that genuinely. Oh, okay. Then, so then, shut up. Then it's true. Then it's true. They really did enjoy it. So yeah. here's the thing. I hadn't seen you in a long time perform, and um, I came down to New Braunfels last year, mm-hmm. and I was I was pretty pigeon-chested walking out of there. I was really proud of my buddy. I was oh. like, he's funny. I know. Well, I am. That's that's kind of why I sell out shows for the last five years. No, I get it years, now. I get whatever. it. I didn't for a while, but I get it now. So. <laughs> Do you have every city we go to, have, it gets bigger and bigger every year. I have known you for a long time, and I'm very, very proud of your Thank success. You. And I, I'm very proud of you using your voice to do great things, too. So. Thank you. Well, that's, it's, that's why we do what we do. Yep. That's why we do it. And uh, But that new Braunfels show, that was interesting because it was not – I do theaters, and that wasn't a theater. It was a pole barn down there at Fry Heights. That was great. And everybody just sitting there drinking beer at a picnic table. I'm like, okay, well, we're going to do music and comedy. Let's have at it. Lots of fart jokes. Yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah. Well, it wasn't that. It was colonoscopy. Sold out three shows in two days. We sold out three straight shows down there. Yeah. It was a a good weekend. 
Um, and Terrence was there. Terrence, Poor Terrence guy. just had neck surgery. Feel Terrence better, Williams. Terrence. We love you. Terrence is down there in Austin, and he was in D.C. And uh, his Lyft driver hit an icy patch on the bridge. Almost drove him off the bridge. And I uh, texted him that day. He was in the hospital. I said, "You're gonna sue, right? I mean, you're, you're a black dude. Of course you are." <laughs> he was like, "I'm taking Lyft for everything they got." <laughs> so anyway, I Terrence was worried about him for a while. He it broke looked, his neck. It looked bad. Yeah. So they did neck surgery on him. Good. Yeah. He's going to be all right. He'll be all right. He's, He's be Terrence. All right. He'll be he, he was funny because TMZ called him and wanted to do a story about, he goes, at what point did I become TMZ famous? And I said, well, they, they were hoping you were going to die, dude. <laughs> you know, outspoken conservative black voice. I think they were hoping that, yeah. I was just waiting for him in his neck brace in his hospital bed doing all those videos. Just like get some fried chicken and just start yeah, and eating, start doing eating his chicken. videos. I was like, Terrence, where's the chicken, dude? Yeah. Capitalize. We were in D.C. the week after that, and I told him, I said, if you're still there, we'll come see you. But he was already out. But oh. they, got, they got him out of there. Good. Because he was stuck in that D.C. hospital for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, that looked rough. Oh, Terrence. Good dude. Mm-hmm. Good dude. He's crazy. He's a funny guy. He's funny. He's got a good heart. Mm-hmm. I like him. Good dude. Catches a lot of flack. Well, I'm very, I'm, I'm happy you're selling out shows. I'm happy Wayne and Debbie got to a show. That's yeah. amazing. They had fun. Yeah. They had fun. It was a good, that was a good night, though. We had, that was a big show. But, no, we've, we've been having a blast. I'm just making it up as I go along. You know this. Yeah. Yeah, it's the only way I know how to do it. I do. Can't bullshit a bullshitter. <laughs> Did I just cuss? I don't even try anymore. <laughs> to I bullshit. I don't even try to bullshit bullshitters anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's party time, Mom. <laughs> My mother said we have too much party time on here. Why? What's wrong know. with that? She's, she's See, anti-fun. Look. See, look, there it is. Why? There comes the West Texas. <laughs> Too much that coffee. It's anti-fun. All right. Well, come on, go to Ireland with us. Okay. If you want. I can't. I'll I, be in Normandy I, I, again. Right. Jason and I are going to be in Normandy shooting a documentary, jumping, jumping out, out of planes. Out I'll of take airplanes. your spot. I'll go. I think Steve. Natalie, you want to go to Ireland? Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even. He just skimmed right over you, brother. I, I mean, I've been there once, so I could be your tour guide. Oh, I'm set. I'm all good. I, I know my way around. Them. All right. Yeah, but but, but I want Jade's you to come never for the been. Jade's never been. I'm so her. excited for her. This she's gonna love it. She's yeah. gonna love it. Hard pressed to find a place on the planet I haven't been at this point. It's, really? Yeah. Okay. Met my first wife in Nigeria. Interesting. I went all the way to West Africa to meet a white girl from Alabama. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Exactly. <laughs> That's the facts, folks. Anyway. Chad, you've got stories for days. I do have stories. I'll tell them all too. I don't care if I just keep drinking this coffee. Exactly. It's exactly. amazing. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks for hanging out. Thanks for Video having 22. me. Aren't you proud of me? I am. <laughs> Very much so. <laughs> it's fun stuff. Yeah. I right. appreciate you. Good. I appreciate you. Thank you for doing what you do for the community of veterans and, and active duty military and, and so many different things that you're doing. And, and you, you, it's not just lip service. You, you carry it in your heart. And that's a good thing. We have a big mission and we're working hard towards it. Yeah. Well, I love you. Love you too. God, you're the sister I hate to claim. <laughs> but but really. I know. Do you? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Social media. Yeah, benefits. Yeah, you're on Twitter. Mm-hmm. You're uh, um, at Ashley Camrath. K-A-M-R-A-T-H. There it is. It's on the screen. Look at you. Yeah. Look up there. You afraid to look? Oh, look at her. Yeah. <laughs> Vanity shot. <laughs> <laughs> Theblaze.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Sign up for a year. Get it. You get all these folks. Everybody from Mark Levins, uh, Stephen Crowder. Uh, Eric Bowling and and everybody else that's boring except for me. But uh, <laughs> at least you're humble. I know John Miller, Ali Beth Stuckey. It's fun. We got a good little community here on Blaze TV. It's it's a lot of fun. And um, and 
course, the Chad Fraser Show. Go get it where podcasts are offered. And we love you guys. Ashley, thank you for coming in. Love you. God bless y'all, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.